So hi everyone, and welcome to the latest Raymaker Marketing podcast. My name is Stefan Boerter, and I'm the director of Raymaker Marketing. And really excited to have uh, a, a friend of mine and a colleague and someone who worked in the industry for uh, a number of years, Trini Tilbrook, joining us today. And, and our topic really today is is the significance of Club Maitinley, which was recently announced in the media. And I think very few people actually really understand the magnitude of a Club Med, especially the first one in South Africa, in terms of what it does for both South Africa, but also specifically for the north coast of KZN. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a it's a 2.2 billion rand project, which was announced probably three or four weeks ago to the public. Um, many will say it's a best kept secret in, in the South African tourism sector, but also the largest tourism development that we have seen since Sun City which is hugely, hugely significant. We know we need really, really positive news. And I think to be able to really unpack today so that people first had to understand what the significance is and, and how much work has gone into putting a project of this of this significance together. So just by way of introduction, and, and Trini, thanks so much for joining us. So Trini is the development manager at Collins Residential, who are the developer of Club Med Tindley also the developer of significant developments throughout KZN in terms of Seaton and Sulami, Embertin Estate and Upper Highway and, and many, many more, as well as a huge tourism portfolio. But uh, also the former CEO of, of the Lambert Chamber of Commerce and more importantly in the context of what we're talking about today, the development manager for Club Med Tindy. So how's it, Trini? And great to have you. Stefan, yeah, great. Sure, thanks. Nice chatting to you again. Thanks for having me on. So I think I'm just going to jump straight into it. I think we're going to try and keep this as as short and sweet as it can, probably sort of 10 to 15 minutes. But just, I think, really unpacking the significance of the first Club Med in South Africa, both for South Africa as a country, but also for the North Coast. Yeah, I think, um, you know, as we've been chatting about for some time, and if I look at where, where the journey started, it was probably around 2015, 2016 where Tonga Judith at the time were looking to say, well, what sort of catalytic developments can we bring into the region that will really you know, help drive the economy of KZN? And Tonga at the time were looking at head office relocations, they were looking at industrial. I mean, one of the things that came up was, was tourism. Obviously, I think um, a lot of areas around the world that start as a, as a tourism destination, ultimately grow and become a residential and lifestyle destination, I think as we've seen in Belita. The little town of Belita was there. Holiday Village, and I think we can see what it looks like now. So I think off the back of that was a case of saying, well, okay, who can we get in? You know, which sort of resort would be the type of resort that we need in here to try and drive? There was quite an extensive process uh, with a company called Jones, Jones Lang LaSalle to identify different hotel operators around the world. And then really I stumbled across Club Med. I looked at Club Med's background, Club Med's history. So Club Med, as you may recall, back in the day, went out to Cancun when there was practically nothing there. And we see what Cancun looks like today. But through that process, Tonga Chula established that, you know, Club Med was definitely one of those pioneer resort developers. You know, they were not afraid to go to new territories. And once they come, other resort operators tend to follow. There's a bit of a process that was followed, trying to engage with Club Med, entering into an MOU, doing some market operational feasibilities back in 2015, identifying a site, getting environmental authorization in place. And then in around 2018, 2019, took it into the market to try and find a suitable developer because Tongot wasn't going to be the developer behind it. So the Collins Group took ownership of the project in around 20, 2019 and been driving it um, ever since. And yeah, I mean, I think that's a massive credit to you guys. I mean, how many, how many trips have you guys collectively done to France? Um, a few. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's quite a good question. A few at different times. I think we we escaped um, the one trip myself and Jeff when we landed back here in January. I think leaving COVID behind us in France. So it was <laughs> the start of COVID. But prior to that, we yeah several trips um, a year going out there meeting with their team. I mean, as you would know, with with these resorts, they they they've got their own sort of standard and the way they like doing things. So with our team on board, going across there, workshopping with them, understanding the number of rooms required, the finishes, the design, operations, and yes, a number of facets. Yeah, so it's quite a quite a few. And and also great credit to the quality of the professional teams you have in South Africa. I mean, if you look at yourselves as a developer, craft of architecture, architecture, just in terms of how well that's stacked up, in terms of what their requirements are internationally, and and I think just in terms of what the team have delivered. Hey. Hundred percent. I think we we're very fortunate to have an incredible team here in KZN and in South Africa, obviously. And yeah, just an incredible team to work with the club met. They're, they're a very um, yeah, they're a very dynamic, progressive brand. So it's been an absolute pleasure working with them. And I know we're going to just dive in briefly into the the significance, the impact. But we know, I think we all know that the natural attributes of, of KZN and what drives it and, and why it performs so well from a tourism and a residential development perspective. But there will be a lot of people out there saying, well, why would Club Med have chosen KZ and not the Western Cape? Uh, maybe just elaborate on that. Sure. Yeah, so I think with Club Med, I mean, as you know, there are around 70 resorts around the world. They seem to have a recipe that, that works. A couple of things would be, you know, you've got to be within 40 minutes from an international. Club Med itself, and in particular Club Med Tindy, will attract around 70% of international guests. So that international airport link is quite important. Things like warm weather, uh, warm water. So I just think on, off the back of that, you know, unfortunately, Cape Town wasn't an, an option for them. Just we look at the water in Cape Town, I guess their weather year-round compared, compared to yeah. And I think the other attractiveness about KZN is we could link the bush experience, which I'm sure we'll chat about a bit later. That's what really makes this club med quite unique to any other club med around the world. So I think in terms of their criteria, and obviously the site itself, I mean, club med look at, as you can imagine, tons of sites and there's really something unique and special that they look for and they really fell in love with this particular site and then i mean i know at the the launch the club med executive committee spoke so proudly about the first club med ever to combine beach and bush i mean how significant is that yeah it's usually significant a lot of the uh, resorts are either as you know ski resorts what were they beach resorts mountain resorts They've never had a beach and bush experience. So I think that's, I mean, it's hugely unique. We, we've got the 2IC of Club Med coming out in about two weeks' time just to, you know, give her input and, and calibration on this as well. But it's, yeah, you know, I, I think it's, you know, where can you go where you, you're flying out to a foreign country, you can go and spend five to seven days on a, on a beach in KZN within a 45-minute flight, you're in a big five-game reserve. And just to have that beach and bush experience, I mean, I think is. Even in KZN, we always rave about the beach, the bush, and the bird. Um, so yeah, it's just a fantastic combination of those two. And I mean, well, you spoke about Cancun, and I know it was mentioned by the club med team in terms of how what that did for unlocking Cancun at the time. It was almost like where club med goes, economic prosperity tends to follow, and so does tourism. And I think the one thing for me that really, really stands out is that people don't understand the magnitude of what this will do in terms of the magnitude of bed nights that it that it has, or that the resort will offer, as well as the blend between local and international tourism. And just in your perspective, and what what are we going to see changing from an international tourism perspective that Club Med will stimulate? So I think maybe the, the big thing there is is you know tourism developments have a huge multiplier. So you know within the resort you've got a number of people as you know that are employed, and with the multipliers around three, there's a whole supply chain or a whole value chain that comes along with that from 
tour operators to excursions to whether it's lifesca- lifeguards, whale watching, you know, game drives, etc. There's a massive multiplier that that comes that comes with with Club Red, and and I think just in terms of their value chain as well, they've they've got an interesting non-profit organisation that they work with called Ugly Search. So wherever Club Med Resort goes, this non-profit follows, and they help set up the the supply chain from a, from a food perspective. So works with the local. They work with the local community, they set up community gardens, they empower them, they train them, they resource them up to actually service the resort. So a lot of the, the, the you know the produce is grown locally and I think the other big one there as we mentioned previously is where Club Med tend to go, others tend to follow. So we've already had a couple of inquiries from other resort operators that have heard Club Med is coming. I mean they haven't even broken ground yet, but uh, they're really expressing interest, which, which is usually exciting for the region. You know, so as, as Collins, we, we're very fortunate that Club Med's going ahead on our site, but hopefully for other developers and other landowners in the area as well, you know, there, there's potentially a, another resort that, that comes along with that. I think just through you know, any sort of tourism, it's word of mouth, it goes globally, people overseas then decide to come visit. Maybe they've been to Club Med this year, but they've seen something else they want to see next year. It just grows, grows from there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know a lot of people say that wherever Club Med goes, Air France follows. Is that true? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I think what, 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 what we have seen is it does definitely un- unlock international flights. I think where we are quite fortunate, just with, with the history there of Air France, is the the president of and CEO is Avia Stam, and his dad was the president of France. So there's quite a good relationship between Club Med and Air France, and we have discussions. So I, I think that's that's definitely going to be a possibility. Look, I mean, our priority at the moment is to get the resort open up and running, make sure that we can bring as many international tourists in as possible. But that's most certainly one of the prospects that we are looking at quite hard at the moment. Yeah, and and I think, I mean, just just that current with, with the bush, I mean, we know how many people come to South Africa and, and go straight to Kruger or the Sabi Sands, go by Joburg and so forth. I think just, I mean, I think when people start wrapping their head around how it could potentially shift the entire movement of international tourists coming into into the Africa and having this reciprocity between beach and bush. I just think just what a what a big game change it's gonna be. And I think just for for general, I mean, I think anyone who owns property in and around the area will will see a massive, massive uptake going going forward for sure. I think so. It was interesting I bumped into an architect earlier and came chatted to me and said, we're so happy about Club Med going ahead. And I was like, um, but you're not involved. He says it doesn't matter. So many professionals out there are excited because clients that they work with now coming to them and saying what a great opportunity for KZN, you know? So we're already seeing that amongst the professionals in the industry and in their networks that there's excitement about it. And I think they see the, the value that Club Med will bring to the region. You've got 24,000 tourists per annum coming through the resort, international. And then there's a further 11,000 domestic tourists. So that's got to have some sort of impact. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's very, very significant. And then job creation, I mean, it's obviously a huge thing. Yeah, uh, we chatted briefly about the, the multiplier effect and the indirect jobs that are created through this. But just you know, from a direct employment perspective, we know that there's 800 permanent uh, jobs being created. But I think what's exciting about this in my mind is that Club Med themselves, being an international brand, will have international employees in the resort. So their model is they would bring out, let's say, 100 international employees from Club Meds around the world uh, that have the relevant experience to operate a resort in this location. And they will then work with locals and empower them to become international, what they call geos, general organizers. The people locally will then get the opportunity to work in Club Med resorts elsewhere around. There's quite a quite a big skills transfer there that takes place that we we weren't aware of initially. Quite exciting. So yeah, so I think in that perspective there, you know, in the resort itself, there's over 200 people that that live in the resort. 
Our staff accommodation is about 1,200 being hotel. Just to give you context of, of, of scale. And, and I think that's the thing, is, is that the scale, I just don't think anyone can really comprehend the scale of the entire precinct, hey? Yeah, I think we're still battling to get, a, get our heads around it. We, you know, we've we been engaging with a local authority now. We, you know, Obviously, all our approvals are in place, and we're just trying to finalize building plan approval. And when you start breaking up the different components, and usually there's 342 rooms, 64 villas, there's a restaurant that seats 800 people, a spa, a gym, a gourmet restaurant. And we start breaking these different buildings up. We end up with 51 different buildings. I'm obviously some bigger than others. I mean, that, that in itself is quite large. I think it works out to run about 37,000 square meters of GLA, just to give you perspective of that. Crazy, crazy. And then in terms of next steps from a construction perspective? Yeah, so the team at the moment is flat out with, uh, with detailed design uh, and progressing really well. The, our early commencement for Earthworks was submitted earlier this week, and we're submitting building plans in two or three tranches in the next couple of months. All things being equal, we go out to tender next month and then commence with Earthworks January, February. So, so far, everything's on track. We are breaking ground January, February. Yeah, sure. That's yeah, unbelievably exciting. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think just to, yeah, just to thank you for your, for your time and your insights. I mean, there's so much more that we'll unpack in time but i mean the fact that this is this is a go i know it's been many many years in the making and i think just a massive massive congratulations to to mary collins uh, the entire collins team yourself chris the toy and everyone else who's who's got it to this point i mean it's a it's a huge thing and and just i think something that us as africans can be unbelievably proud of and um, so yeah thanks for your time and, and for your insights thank you Stephen. yeah thanks very much for the opportunity to chat about it was good catching up yeah, exactly likewise